The Productive Woman, Episode 407. Hello and welcome to this episode of The Productive Woman. My name is Laura McClellan and this is a podcast about productivity for busy women. My goal is to help you find the tools and encouragement you need to manage your time, life, stress, and stuff so you can accomplish the things you care about most and make a life that matters. Well, thank you for joining me and welcome. This week, we're going to talk about transitioning to the new season as this one ends. You'll find links and additional information in the show notes for this episode at theproductivewoman.com slash 407. So here in the Northern Hemisphere, we are uh, approaching the end of summer and the beginning of the school year for uh, for kids and college students and teachers and all of those people. For a lot of us, summer is a more unstructured season. School's out of session. Uh, there are longer days and the warmer weather. They invite outdoor activities and family vacations and lots of stuff like that. And the transition to the school year, whether or not you are in school or have kids who are, brings change. We have busier schedules, we're getting up earlier, there's a change in the weather and our routines. And I don't know, maybe because we all grow up kind of measuring time by the school year, even those of us who aren't in school still feel that sense of transition in August and September. We have no kids left at home. Our kids are all grown and have families of their own. But I've still been thinking about this. I still think about the change of the school year beginning. And I've been thinking about it particularly this year because our oldest daughter, who I've talked about before, she's a mom of four girls of her own. She just finished her undergrad degree this last spring, and she starts her first teaching job this week. She's going to be a a middle school and high school choir teacher, and she's been preparing for the classroom for herself at the same time she's getting her girls ready for the new school year. So it's been kind of on my mind that this is that time of year when uh, people are transitioning from the the you know the lazy days of summer as they call it into the more structured school year and there are things i think we can do to prepare for that transition to make it a little more smooth uh, besides the obvious things of registering for classes and shopping for school supplies there are other things we can do to sort of ease that transition and i thought i'd share some that i thought about and uh, ask for your input as well So in no particular order, the first thing that I thought about has to do with meals. Uh, Maybe because I've been a mom for a long time, you know, we have to get food on the table. We all need to eat. And uh, it can be a, a, a bigger task when the school year begins and we're busy and there's lots of other stuff going on. So one thing we can do before the school year starts is to come up with some plans for the meals. Maybe come up with a list of a dozen or so meals that are easy and quick to get on the table, but that are nutritious and that the people in your household enjoy. And then just make sure you have those, you know, the the items you need to make those meals on hand. 
that will save stress and difficulty when you come home at the end of a long day, whether you've been at work or whatever's been going on, everybody comes in hungry and trying to think of, all right, what am I going to cook? So put a little thought into that ahead of time, have that list posted so that when you don't have time to think of something, you've got that list there. Another thing to do would be to consider setting yourself up and trying weekly meal prep if you don't already do that. A lot of people do this, they spend an hour or two on the weekend prepping fruits and veggies, maybe pre-cooking some soups or other meals that can be reheated during the week. If that's not something you've done traditionally, maybe now's a great time to start thinking about doing that to make life simpler during the week because you've spent a little time ahead of time preparing. And not just dinners, but think about also what are you going to do about breakfasts and lunches during the week? Will your kids eat at school or will you, you know, prepare something at home? So think about those things that can make a huge difference in how the week goes if we spend just a little time up front thinking about meals. The second thing to think about is is our daily routine and, and rethink what our daily routine is going to be and be very intentional about it. So for instance, as you look ahead to the coming school year, what would a peaceful morning routine look like during the school year? Something that would allow everyone to start the day with a minimum of drama and stress. Kind of draw that out in your mind and put it on paper even and start to implement that ahead of time. Similarly, think about after school and evening and bedtime routines. What can you set in motion now that will make the school year move more smoothly, especially that transition from summer to the school year? And when you're thinking about this and being very intentional about it, think about this. How can you get the kids or the others in your household involved so that you're not carrying the full load alone? And I'm thinking if, you know, if you're a college student who shares a dorm room or an apartment with roommates, how can you get everybody on board so that everybody gets a good start to the day and the routines work for everyone in the household? As part of that, the third thing that I thought about was our sleep schedule. And I think it can make a huge difference ahead of time to reestablish a sleep schedule that works for the school year. Summers are often a time when we or our kids sleep in later and stay up later and, you know, it, things just get kind of thrown off out of whack. And that works during the summertime when you don't have a full day of, of activities necessarily. But ahead of the school year start, transition back to an earlier rising time and a bedtime that allows everybody to get the sleep they need. If you start that a, a little bit ahead of time, a week or so ahead of, of the, the beginning of classes, it can make a, a huge difference in the adjustment when classes begin. And I think this is true even if you don't have anybody in school. It's now a time to uh, to rethink whether our sleep schedule is working for us. Even those of us who aren't involved in school during the school year can use this time to kind of rethink our sleep schedule and make sure that we're doing uh, what we need to get the necessary amount of sleep to be happy and healthy and productive. 
The fourth thing I thought about that we can devote some time and attention to ahead of the start of the school year is transportation. So for instance, this is a great time to uh, consider getting your car serviced. If the school year involves more driving, for instance, your carpooling to school or to sports and other extracurricular activities, now might be a really good time to get the oil changed, the tires checked, all that sort of thing. So the car's in, in good condition, whether it's you driving or maybe you've got a teenager who's going to be driving herself or himself and siblings to to school this year, make sure the car's in good running order for that. Uh, Similar thoughts about transportation is consider coordinating carpool schedules with friends. If you and other moms in, uh, you know, of kids in the same grade or the same ages, uh, whether you all work from home or work away from home, everybody's busy these days. Everybody's got a lot of commitments and things they need to do. And one way you can sort of lighten the load, as we talked about a couple of weeks ago, would be to get together with friends and coordinate a carpool schedule so different people drive at different times. I remember years ago uh, when our oldest daughter was a preschooler, we had registered her for a preschool that uh, a friend's daughter of about the same age also was going to be going to. And it was quite a distance. And so we ended up trading off driving. I think, I don't remember who did which one, but usually one of us would would take both of the girls to the school. The other one would pick them up and, and bring them home. And that just saved each of us one long trip. So consider whether that would be something you want to do this year. And at the same time, consider or be sure to check the current schedules for the school bus or public transportation, if that's the route that you're going to be going for uh, transportation to and from school. The fifth thing that I encourage us all to think about now is if you are in school or you have kids are in school to prepare for the school year, add the school calendar to yours. So I'm thinking of when the school breaks are, when games are, if you've got a kid involved in sports, parent-teacher conferences, if they're already on the schedule. Whatever is there on the schedule now, add it to your calendar so it's there. And that's whether you use a wall calendar with big squares or a digital calendar, you want something that everyone in the household can access and where you can see at a glance who's supposed to be where and when they're supposed to be there. And that helps avoid things like scheduling, you know, certain activities at the same time that a a school event is supposed to occur or being able to look at when the school breaks are as you plan holiday events or family vacations. So taking a few minutes now to, to pull this calendar, usually most schools these days, whether it's colleges all the way down to elementary schools, they publish their calendar online and you can go there well ahead of time and look at that and incorporate whatever you find there into your calendar. So you've got all that information in one place. The sixth item that I think needs attention now to prepare for a good school year is to check 
your household's fall and winter gear. And I'm thinking of coats, boots, gloves, umbrellas, all those sorts of things. Make sure you have what you need in the right sizes and in good usable condition for every family member before you actually need it. Taking a few minutes now to pull everything out, inspect it, uh, you know, purge what, what doesn't fit anybody anymore or what's in bad condition. Maybe you did that before you put it away uh, at the end of the last school year or the last winter. But if you didn't, now's a great time to do that so that if you find, oh, we don't have a good umbrella or we uh, this kid doesn't have boots or I don't have a coat that's going to uh, work for this winter, you've got plenty of time to go out and find something before you actually need it. On the other side of that, number seven on my list was to prepare your summer gear for storage. Now, here in Texas, we still have several more weeks of warm weather, so we won't be doing this just yet. But depending on where you are, it it won't be long before it's time to prepare the patio furniture and pool toys. For instance, at our place, we've got those sorts of things out. And at a certain point, it'll be time to prepare all of those for winter storage. Think about summer sports gear, swimwear, um, you know, whatever outdoor summer stuff that you use, now's a great time to uh, to think about preparing that for storage. And uh, to get a jump on next year, you know, look at what's not in good condition, what needs to be tossed, what should be donated because it didn't get used at all this year. Whatever it is, take some time to look at all of that and prepare it to, to be put away for the winter. Number eight on my list would be to deep clean the house. Um, this is sort of a, a spring cleaning kind of situation, but at the end of summer, before the weather gets bad, it can be a great time to sort of air everything out, do a good deep clean so that as things get busy when when the school year is underway, you only need to maintain uh, that clean and not you're not going to have any sort of deep cleaning that needs to be done. And certainly consider hiring help for this if your finances allow. It doesn't need to be something that's going to take uh, a whole bunch of time necessarily if you've got the resources to bring in help to do some of this deep cleaning. And I'm thinking of, you know, cleaning the inside and outside of the windows, um, you know, all that kind of stuff. Get it ready for the the busy summer or busy school year so that you don't have to be thinking about those, but you can feel comfortable that your home's in good condition both inside and out. As you are cleaning, you can you also might want to consider reorganizing certain areas of the house. And that's number nine on my list. Uh, For instance, set up a study station with the supplies that are needed for effective study or homework. And what you need there will depend on who's using it. Uh, Older kids or yourself uh, need maybe different things than kids at the primary grades, but things like printer paper, tape, scissors, glue sticks, a stapler, poster paper and markers for those uh, last minute school projects, uh, all those sorts of things based on, you know, your experience from the prior year, you, you probably have a pretty good sense of the kinds of things you, you might've had to run out to Target or Walmart for on short notice. 
get that set up now and and ready to go so there's a place for kids to do or yourself to do your homework and to study at the same time consider going through the kids closets and dressers uh, or your wardrobe as well purging worn out or outgrown clothes and making a list of what's needed for the coming season do this ahead of time so that you're prepared and you can watch for things on sale. You're going to save money that way and not have any unpleasant surprises. I think it's a great idea, even um, whether you have kids who are in school or not, it's a great idea to do this for your own workspace as well. So whether it's a home office or a workspace away from home, why not use this time to kind of go through clean it out, purge it, get it reorganized and ready to go into this new season uh, with a a really effective and organized and efficient workspace. Uh, Number 10 on my list of things we can do now to ease the transition from summer into the new school year is to uh, take a few minutes now and register for those after-school programs or extracurricular activities. Doing that ahead of time as soon as you can, uh, depending on what the schedule you know, of the, the organization allows, can save you some time and, and help you to plan for what the year's going to look like. And I would encourage you to be intentional about this, uh, about what programs and activities you sign yourself or your kids up for. And by that, I mean, decide as a family, whether it's more important to you for everybody to participate in lots of activities or to have a less hectic weekly schedule. I don't think there's a right or wrong answer to this. It's different. It depends on your family and the stage of life you're in. I know that when um, our kids were younger, it was important to us to have at least one night a week, if not a couple of nights a week, where nobody had an activity or an event to go to and where we could all be together as a family. That was important to us, and so I tried to to keep that in mind when deciding which kids were going to be involved in what activities, you know, whether it was piano lessons or ballet lessons or soccer or different things like that. Uh, Think about it and be intentional about it, I guess is the point. Do what works for you and for your family, but be thoughtful about it. Number 11 on my list of things that we can do to prepare for this transition is consider putting together one last family outing or personal adventure if, if you're living solo, whether close to home or at a farther away destination, just one last sort of warm weather memory. And what that might be, again, depends on who's in your household and what their interests are. Maybe a camp out at a state park or, or in the backyard, or a quick trip to the beach or the mountains, uh, maybe a day at a museum or and, and dinner in the city. 
uh, a day at, at a theme park or a water park or or a nearby tourist destination that people, you know, everywhere that people live, there are people who come there to see certain sites and we often don't ever visit them because they're just local and we don't think about it. Well, maybe now is the time to do that, to create a memory or maybe just a big uh, neighborhood end of summer potluck barbecue, something like that. But but consider whether you want to do one last sort of end of summer activity, whether f- as a group or you personally with some friends, uh, to create a memory to end the summer with. Number 12, if you have space and funds, when you're out there shopping for, you know, school supplies and things like that, consider checking out the end of season clearance sales for summer gear for next year. So whether it's camping gear or swimwear, summer clothes in the next sizes um, for your kids, uh, dinnerware for your patio, whatever it might be, usually stores are having end of season clearance sales. And if you've got the funds and the space to store these things, uh, consider taking a look and seeing if there's something there that you might want to add to your stash for next year. On the other hand, maybe take a few minutes now, you know, as I'm recording this, it's early August, but sometime in the next couple of weeks, take a little bit of time to look ahead to the holiday season and consider whether you, you need to, um, kind of pin down some travel plans, work on your gift list if you do holiday gifts or your decor. I I got an email. I can't remember now if it was an email or a comment on a post. I think it was a comment on a previous episode. Uh, a, the comment came in just in the last week or so where someone was talking about doing early preparations for the holidays. And, and this person said that she and her husband really like to decorate their house beautifully for the holidays, but they don't usually have a lot of time because they're very busy. And so she's thinking she wants to book a professional to come and do their holiday decorations because there are people who will do that for you. But she realized I'm, I'm going to need to book them well ahead of time. And I thought that's a great idea. If, if that's something of interest to you and you have the resources to do that, uh, spending a few minutes, you know, the end of August, early September to look into that and maybe getting on someone's schedule uh, could avoid disappointment if that is something you wanted to do. And finally, number 14 on my list of things that we can do now to, to ease and smooth that transition from summer here in the Northern Hemisphere anyway, into the school year is to spend some time reevaluating your goals for the year, looking at where you are, uh, where you want to be, and and taking some time to plan and schedule the next steps on the goals that you have for this year. You know, we can think, well, the year's practically over, but I, I was thinking about this and realized, keep in mind, there are still four full months of of this year, a third of the year still left. So there is still time to accomplish what matters most to you this year. And so now is a great time to think about that, reevaluate your goals and make plans for what the next steps will be as we move into the, the next season of the year. 
So whether or not school is a part of your current life, either as a student, as a teacher, as a parent, either in any event, for a lot of us, the end of summer feels like a time of transition, which makes it a great time to pause and consider intentional changes to make this next season a productive one. And in addition to the, you know, 13, 14 things that I thought of, I will include links in the show notes for some articles that give even more ideas, including a great YouTube video that has some really good suggestions for college students. So if you are going into uh, your first, second, third, or later year of college, uh, this YouTube video had some really neat ideas about how to make it a really good, productive, successful year. And I'll link to that YouTube video in the show notes. But what do you think? What did I miss? What do you do to make the transition to a productive and enjoyable school year, whether or not you or your kids are actually in school? I'd love to hear your thoughts, and uh, we can maybe share them with the rest of the community. You can share those in the comments section of the show notes for this episode, which you will find at theproductivewoman.com slash 407. And that's where you'll also find the links to the articles and the YouTube video I mentioned. Or you can post a comment or question on the Productive Woman Facebook page. If you are a member of the Productive Woman Community Facebook group, that is a great place for us to share ideas and and, uh, ask questions and encourage each other as we make this transition into the next season of the year. As always, if you prefer to share your thoughts with me privately, you can email your questions, comments, or suggestions to me at feedback at theproductivewoman.com, and I would love to hear from you. And that is it for this short episode of The Productive Woman. I wanted to uh, share some thoughts with you and then let you get back out into living your life. Uh, Thank you so much for spending this time with me. I appreciate it more than you might know. And I look forward to talking with you again very soon. So until next time, remember, extend grace to each other and to yourself and go make your life matter.